Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Biomass. We're on episode 127 this week, uh, and we are joined by someone who's been on the show uh, a number of times before, but it's been a while, uh, Jadik Menaheim. So he's a he's a great golden personality that we can uh, learn to enjoy, and uh, you know it's good to have him back. But uh, we've got a, a pretty long list here, so we're going to try to get through it as quickly as possible, not go too long over our hour mark. But uh, bear with us if it takes us a while to get there. But uh, without much further ado, let's start off with some introductions, starting at the top with Bait. Hey, everybody. What's up? My name is Bait. I have uh, survived a hurricane, and my aspiration in life is to become Florida Man. Someday, Bait. Someday you'll get there. You can, you can become the next Florida Man when you're, when you're 18. I will fucking do it, dude. dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, Livy, you're up. What exactly is Florida Man? Did I, I guess I'm living. Google I have it. no Google. 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 Just Google it. Oh my god! <laughs> and everybody, what is Florida Man? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. no, no, you'll 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 understand that everything that's wrong that happens in the country is probably because of Florida Man. Dude, oh, fucking no. somebody, somebody link her to the Florida Man subreddit. Well, 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 you don't need a subreddit. Of, you uh, just need to literally <laughs> type into any search engine nope. Florida Man and the 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 news stories <laughs> that will result. Oh, oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> yes, yes. See, see, alligators through windows of stores and all kinds Fuck of good yeah, stuff. Dude. <laughs> All right, but but tell us who you are, Libby. Uh, I I am enlightened. That's who I am right now. Um, I'm Libby. I do blogs. I do games, and that's it. Fantastic. All right, Jadik, it's your up. Hi, I'm Jadik Menaheim, also known as Neckbeard Nixon for Tweetfleet, and I'm currently sitting in Jita, sipping on some chilled red wine, putting together a package of uh, skill books on missiles for a new alt account I made. The uh, his name is. Supreme Kim Jong Un, and it's glorious. He's making the world a better place through yep. uh, Alpha Clones yep. and Eve. Working toward peace. That's peace. the goal. With missiles. All right, Soraya. I'm Soraya Zell. I'm a co host here on the show. I play a lot of Overwatch, pretty much just Overwatch right now. Um, and uh, that's that's me. Fantastic. And I'm uh, Pokey Draven. Uh, I was in OSG Planetary Operations back on Dust Side. I uh, write for the blog when we actually write for the blog, and I obviously do the hosting here on the podcast. And I, I, I have been dabbling a bit in uh, streaming not only the podcast, but some gameplay to our Twitch account, um, Biomass Podcast on Twitch. Uh, there's some good Seven Days to Die stuff up that you can watch. But uh, yeah, um, without much further ado, let's get going on with the topics here. So as, as Soraya said, he has been playing a lot of Overwatch and plays mostly only Overwatch. But do you want to tell us about what's going on with their uh, their seasonal event? Yeah, so um, it's much in the same vein as their their big Olympics event where they replaced the uh, the weekly brawl mechanic with like a really radically changed game mode. Um for the the terms of the event, it started on the 11th. It goes through November 1st, um, and obviously they've also got uh, cust- uh, holiday loot boxes with uh, more Halloween themed skins and and voice lines and other things you can get for your characters. Um, and uh, the but the the big thing is this brawl, which is Junkenstein's Revenge, um, and uh, Junkenstein is obviously this amalgamation of ju- of the uh, character Junkrat and and frankenstein and and then there's junkenstein's monster which is based on roadhog um and uh it's a it's actually it's the first completely like 
co it's like the first like straight pve co-op game mode this game's ever offered i mean you could play the tr- the normal game versus ai but this is like a a radically different experience for the game um and it's i want to say it's a six or seven minute series of waves of of um zomniks with and, and zombadiers um, and then the the various bosses, which are you know the skin the Halloween scheme, skinned um, enemy heroes, um, and so you get you get four people on your side, and their their defined roles is there's a Hanzo, uh, Soldier seventy six, Anna, and um, uh, seriously, um, and one more that is escaping me right now, and so you, each person can play one of those four. You cannot you cannot um hero stack with this it's one one per person um and uh you go through this and and it's actually it's 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 a pain in the rear it's a it's a it's actually fairly difficult and i've i i can beat the medium level of it um i tried the hard version once and i got my my rear handed to me very very quickly um and it's it seems like it's really easy at the outset because it's just you know waves of of minions coming at you and then occasionally a boss but it's really really easy to get overwhelmed um and it's a lot of fun yeah and looks like they also have uh aside from those four characters with the the halloween themes there's a lot of uh new costumes that you can get now as well i mean i'm I'm kind of running up on the the twitch stream right now but uh they're, they're actually pretty expansive i mean it's not just a recolor or anything like it's like a true halloween themed uh skin for it looks like a lot of the characters i don't know if they have them for all of them but not all, uh, yeah, not all of them but quite quite a set um they definitely when it comes to these holiday things they do um they don't they don't give everyone everything but they try and give every hero at least something to work with so some might have skins some have like a heroic intro you know which is kind of a, a nifty little animation thing and there's various emotes and stuff um there is at least something for everyone it's just um you know they they vary there's actually um roadhog which is this you know big pig-like creature thing um he one of his voice lines he gets i want it just because it's hilarious um it's want some candy it's it's terrifying actually um (laughs) and so yeah it's it's um it's something else that they come up with for some of these yeah, I mean these are these are pretty cool looking. The the Reaper one is basically a Sleepy Hollow headless horseman sort of deal. He's got a pumpkin head and, and all that going on, and they're they're actually you know pretty impressive. This is like I said, it's it's not just like a like a recolor. It's they did a lot of work in putting these together. So I can I can kind of imagine why they wouldn't necessarily be able to do all the characters because there's a, there's quite a bit of work involved with uh you know like it's effectively a new character model. Um, so I I, I do see that, but yes, yeah, it's, it's really cool looking stuff, and it sounds like the. Uh, the event is pretty neat too. I do like when games uh, tend to take a more radical approach for these events, where it's like a one-time thing or a seasonal thing, where it's it's really off the wall. I know Destiny did it, um, Battleborn did it, and that can actually be some of the, the funnest gameplay because it's not necessarily um, well balanced. It can be you know <laughs> a little broken, but uh, it is fun just because it kind of mixes up the norm with something a little crazy. Yeah, um, and there's the the thing that they is there was like within a day of it launching there were articles out saying this should totally just be a permanent game mode because it's awesome um whereas like the the Olymp- the uh for the uh, the rio olympics they did like this kind of rocket league clone and it was it, it it's not that fun i played it a couple times but it wasn't that great um this is fantastic though 
This is a lot of fun. It's it's actually it's it doesn't seem like there's any randomness factor to it at all. It's very scripted, but it's it it really is. You know, every game does feel a little different just because of you know how your team is tackling the the problem. Um, there's an achievement to actually complete it on medium without damaging the door that you're defending at all. Um, and uh, we've gotten close a couple times, but it's it's really really tough. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, it sounds pretty fun. Definitely worth checking out if you're an Overwatch player or thinking about picking it up. Now's a good time to hop on it and, and give it a shot and take advantage of the seasonal event and, and get some goodies. So anything else on that before we move along, Zell? No, that's it. All right. So uh, EVE Online, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a game out there. You know, it's, some people play it, but uh, it sounds like there's a new expansion coming called Ascension. Do you want to talk a bit about that? You're going to make me keep talking, aren't you? I'm going to make you keep talking. I'm, I'm not nice like Jay. I'm, I'm going to make you actually participate a bit more. <laughs> You're a pain in the rear. Um, all right. So uh, the EVE Online Ascension expansion is the kind of much talked about. Um, uh, they're introducing the, the concept of alpha clones, um, which we've we've talked about a couple previous times on the show. Um, and uh, they're also moving forward a bit more with the... Uh, the uh, replacement of the old structures with the new structure model. They're introducing um, a, a new structure called an engineering complex, which is much more uh, production focused than the Citadel. It can do uh, super capital construction. So um, it's going to replace a lot of the, the whole CSAA structures and stuff like that. Um, the, the, I believe the same modules can be used with, citadels and engineering complexes that they're kind of designed to be reconfigured that way but the bonuses on the engineering complexes are going to make it incredibly preferred as the way to use them for a lot of those sorts of things um and then as part of this uh they're actually going to a month after the uh removal of or a month after this expansion they're going to disable the creation of new outposts in the old legacy uh structure system um, they've still not announced any intention to remove the existing structures and nor have they decided, um, you know, my, my, my feeling has always been that they they would probably eventually allow the older structures to be destroyed as a way to, uh, filter them out naturally from the game environment. Um, but they're not, they're not doing that at this time. All they're announcing is that they're going to stop letting people build new outposts, um, which should slow you know slowly start to get people cutting over to using all the new systems and mechanics um and then hopefully i i presume that they'll they'll find a way to start filtering out the old outposts entirely once everyone's used to the new ones um and then uh the the really big news that came out is that the eula for the expansion um will actually ban uh gambling uh in gambling with isk um which has been kind of a big industry there's been some big big websites doing it um actually the big giant war that uh finally unseated the uh goon swarm you know empire um was actually completely funded by an isk gambling site in the background um that was was rolling out most of the cash and the people who were behind that actually got banned for rmt when this was announced um they they banned i think a bunch of the accounts for two of the biggest ga- gambling sites out there when they announced this. Yeah, the two that were let go were I Want Isk and Eve Casino. The- and I, I Want Isk was the the big backer of of the World War B to do. And uh, the 
the backer for that. Um, Iron Bank is the guy who holds the, uh, I believe, the only character that has a full complement of skills. Like he took a, a new character and then injected it with it was like four like four million plus skill points to be able to bring it up to a max character. And now, and now that's locked off, pending the investigation into the band. So this is primarily to ban uh, third-party gambling. Currently, my understanding, there's no you know in-game system to handle this. Is that something they're considering to you know to, to go into to to allow this sort of you know? And that was actually a pretty large meta, the, the in-game ban, and, you know, gambling for assets in game. I mean, I know personally, even I I participated in a a bet on a, a dust tournament that was run through Eve, and you know the, the money was done through Eve. So. Uh, but it was still, you know, it was actually pretty interesting to have that. It would be cool to see them actually add something in game that does the same thing, same function, but it's all inside the game, and, and they, there's no question of RMT in, in that regard. I, so I, I think mean, that might be a good I, feature I, in the future. I feel that CCP is probably inclined not to touch it because the the big news outside of this was that uh, you know Valve has been taken to court over the whole thing with uh, CS:GO um, items being gambled over and stuff like that it's you know online gambling is a very is a very messy uh field legally um and especially for a company like uh ccp which does business all over the world that's a it's a legal nightmare to figure out what they can and can't do um i i really think that if anything the the news with valve has actually been pushing them to to really crack down on this and just to kind of say you know we don't we don't need our game or brand associated with it yeah it's too much of a risk for them to even kind of dip toes back into any kind of in-game gambling i mean with i think there was a recent ruling in the uk regarding um it's like a fifa betting like there was a like a twitch channel that was uh got cracked down on for that yeah i mean that's those are all pretty pretty fair pretty fair points um so i i can kind of imagine why they they might want to avoid that because you could run into issues and obviously if other companies are also having an issue with it that that could dissuade them from trying that sort of thing so that's unfortunate because i actually kind of like that aspect of you're actually able to gamble on a video game and it's it's not real money or it shouldn't be real money but it still would give you the opportunity to you know, place bets on, on things like, you know, alliance tournaments or dust tournaments or stuff like that. But, uh, you know, if that's the way it has to go, then unfortunately that's the way it is. Right. I mean, it, there's arguments for both sides. Like it does kind of feel like you're shrinking the sandbox a bit, but right. the other token, yeah. the, uh, um, people, I guess, have been making the, the argument that, uh, these betting sites are kinds of forms of ways to print isk for your, um, uh, organization or alliance that really can't be touched by someone else unless they form their own betting site to take advantage of people or the whatever so it's 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 kind of a a difficult beast to wrestle if like if you want to cut off someone's supply that uh, you can't really do that in game you have to figure out a way to promote a way out of game to to grab people you can't just yeah, I mean, blow up fair. their. You can't blow up their casino and steal their stuff. Yeah, if only you could do that. <laughs> set up like a citadel with a like a set amount of isk and <laughs> set up some kind of like oh, Ocean's Eleven sort of heist. And you could have you know your uh, your Nova characters running in and, and doing the whole the whole heist and. and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will. I will Confirmed. put dreams. I will not put dreams into people's heads about something like that. But uh, no, that that would be cool. But Janik raises a very good point that it it does in fact pull the meta outside of the game which is what they probably don't want they want to keep the meta all entirely in the game because then 
you know, they, they have full control over it and that the players can actually interact in a, a level playing field because, I mean, you, you may not have the ability to create a, a betting site or, or whatever, not have the know-how. And that's that's not really necessarily a, a fair, uh, I mean, not much is fair in EVE, but in, in a sense, you want everyone to have access to the same tools at the very least. And, and that does kind of raise some issues. So I, I, I can see the other side of that one. All right. Anything else on that before we go to the other EVE-related news? The, right, the other so, thing is just uh, super is... awesome, though. Can, can I? You, you, can, you can go for it, man. I'm excited. So um, some people might remember that uh, the example of what Eve did not ever want to happen um, was that the, the old art director of Eve famously said that um, they had to control what sort of art and skins were available in the game because otherwise you'd have people flying around with uh, pink Hello Kitty spaceships or um, you know, and it would just ruin the 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 look and feel of the Eve universe. Um, so the art director was very against pink spaceships. There's always you know it was always about keeping the colors kind of drab and space you know space cool. I don't know. And uh, the the thing is though is that Eve now has pink ships. You can buy pink skins for your ships right now. They're actually they're they're only for ore ships, but but it doesn't change the fact that there are now pink ships in Eve. Uh, yeah, not quite hot pink, but uh, yeah, nothing's more grim dark than Rosada Dawn. I mean, I mean, they're they're definitely not like the early quaff suits. Those early quaff suits, like <laughs> you, you were blinded oh, by the pink when you put them on. They were covered. Isn't, the, uh, isn't it a breast ahead, cancer ship? Yeah, man. Yeah, it is. And in, in, in Link Jackson, it's not a very ultra hot pink. It's actually a pretty subdued, almost a, a violet color. But uh, it, it actually looks pretty good. We've got the picture up on on the Twitch stream right now, and it it's not obnoxious. It actually feels like it fits in pretty well, especially since you you do have things in Eve like like nebulas and stuff that, that follow a similar color scheme. It doesn't feel entirely out of place. So I, I think they did it tastefully. Um, in a way that that won't piss off too many people. Now, is that art director still working there, or is no, he no, since gone? This is this is after he's gone. Actually, when uh, when he resigned, they gave him a parting gift of like a, a physical model <laughs> of a ship that was actually a Hello Kitty pink ship. They... <laughs> <laughs> if I recall, oh. I think CCP Punk Tourist had something to do with it. At least I saw the picture of it on uh, on her Twitter feed. I believe. Oh, bless her. Um. But oh, yeah, that amazing. that was he he left. I w- I want to say a year or two ago. Um, and and now we have pink spaceships. All we need is the Hello Kitty part. Well, and that's interesting to me because we had that whole campaign where they had people had to resubmit their alliance logos, and then they would tweak them to make them look more edgy, and they had to meet certain requirements. That was still under his control, right? And now he's since gone after that change was made. I I, I believe so. That's it. Just that whole debacle was just insane, and they they went through all of that. And now they're like, "Yeah, well, he's gone, so screw you. Let's have pink ships." So, yeah, no, it's it, it looks good. I don't think it's out, it's out of place. It, it doesn't look like the um, the apex suits in in dust, which were luchador suits. I just none of you that. mean the best colored suits in that entire game? I was like, Rattati, why is it? We wanted to have a, We wanted to have a unique feel. I'm like, no, you, you, it's a fucking pinata. It does not look like anything else in the game. Like it <laughs> is beyond unique. He's working with the color palette that's available in Excel. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a spreadsheet, whether you like it or not. We got six colors. Don't bitch. <laughs> okay, but but yeah, no, it's um, it looks good. I, I think it's a great thing, and it is for for um. 
you know, breast cancer, which is a pretty common theme you see in gaming lately. So I think that that's a, it's a good thing and they've done it in a tasteful way, which doesn't look too obnoxious. So I, I think it'll be great and, and hopefully they'll expand that for, uh, for other ships and whatnot in the, in the near future. Okay. Anything else on that before we move along? Alrighty, so here's the part where I take over and, and let Zell stop talking for a little bit. Uh, so the game that I play, Final Fantasy XIV, it's the online Final Fantasy, and, and Livy plays with me as well as uh, can, can, can Dante I ask you a quick and, clarification, and though? Clarification, yeah. Though? yeah, yeah. So that's not the new one, right? This is like you were this talking is about. Not in, Fifteen, talking about in- yeah. Okay. Fifteen is a single player okay. game. The four, this is fourteen, and it is a the, the online multiplayer. Because so it's kind of like I, I can't keep track of her. Uh, yeah, is it the newest <laughs> one or? It, no, it's not it's, XV. Not- it's XIV. There's a difference. Well, yeah, yeah because it, I, I, I knew I knew fifteen wasn't out, but this is the okay. Okay. It it is okay. the newest in the sense that fifteen has not been released yet. So okay. it, it's it is the newest one, but it is it's actually several years old. And this is the one that actually released oh. um many years ago and it flopped really bad and they, they went back and the, the the director quit and um they redid it under a new director and they they did a two patch and it was actually a, a, a stunning success after that. So it was it was really bad at first, but after two with the Upper Realm Reborn patch, um it was absolutely fantastic. So uh the Square Enix had their North America Fan Fest for Final Fantasy XIV this week, and that's actually the first of three Fan Fests they're going to have. There's one in Europe and then one in Japan coming up in the, the next coming months. And they announced some cool stuff. So the 4.0 patch, we, we had the Heaven's War 3.0 patch um, a couple of years ago, but this is the 4.0 patch coming out in uh, early, uh, early summer 2017. And it's basically the next big expansion. Um, it is a paid expansion. It's not one of the free updates, so it's probably going to cost, I'm guessing, about 40 bucks for the standard edition. Uh, but it has the same amount of content as an entire game. Like when Heaven's War came out, it was arguably larger than, than the Realm Reborn game when it came out. So, I mean, it's it's definitely a good value. You're paying 40 bucks for a, a whole new game. Um, it's in the El Amigo. If you follow the game, it, it's we're going to El Amigo, which is a pretty key element they talk about in the story. Um, it's basically an area that's been overtaken by this evil empire that you've been fighting against, and you're going to go there and you're going to liberate the El people, uh, which should be pretty cool. It's kind of got this cool Tibetan theme to it, so you're kind of in the desert, but uh, the trailer they released, which is, which is out now, um, kind of shows this oasis and this kind of Tibetan, you know, uh, sort of look with this big waterfalls and giant statues and whatnot. And there's two characters fighting on this massive palm of the statue. It's really badass. So you know, it looks absolutely fantastic. It's the, the 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 graphics look, you know, great. Um, so that's that's awesome. The main class it's going to be based around is the monk. So it's kind of got this, you know, martial arts theme to it. And, and like I said, these two characters are fighting, and uh, one is very clearly a monk, and the other is it, it might be a character. I want to spoil anything, but it might be a character that you normally wears a mask, but uh, we we might know who this character is. And she's fighting him, and it kind of hints at. Uh, the dancer class, which is a pretty traditional class in the Final Fantasy world. Uh, you saw it a lot in Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, and it, it, it looks like it's kind of martial arts based still, but it seemed a little bit different, so we'll see. Um, that might be one of the new jobs they're releasing. Uh, another big thing that I'm really excited for is that uh, Yoshi P, who is the the, art, the director for the game, he likes to tease uh, what the jobs are going to be ahead of time by what he's wearing at the fan festival. So... Uh, last year he wore a batman shirt and that was actually teasing what ultimately was the dark knight class and then he took off the shirt and there's another shirt underneath that was a 007 shirt and he goes well you know i really love the man with the golden gun which ended up being the machinist class which is a character that fights with like a flaylock rifle so to speak um and so in this case he was wearing a scarlet witch uh t-shirt which 
everyone is basically confirming that this is going to be the Red Mage class, which I'm extremely excited for. It was um, a very fun, popular class in Final Fantasy XI, so I'd love to see it come back in this one. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else? They're adding more inventory space, which is fantastic because it's awful if you're a crafter. You have no chance in hell of doing anything reasonable. I have like three spots in my inventory at any given time, and that's the most I can ever seem to free up. So that'll be good. They're simplifying a lot of stuff with uh, the way that... Because in Final Fantasy XIV, you can have multiple classes. It's not like you have one character and they pick one role and that's it. You can basically switch between whatever you want. You level them independently. But uh, the way it works is that classes uh, can share skills between each other. And they're kind of simplifying that because it runs into some some weird issues they're having with uh, you know balance and, and ease of use for new players. So that'll, that'll be good. Um, increasing level cap to 70. That's pretty standard. Uh, we'll probably get new skills, and hopefully that kind of comes in line with some of the simplifications they're making, because right now they have stated that they understand that it is unreasonable to expect people to use more skills, because it's so hard right now to even find enough places on your mouse and keyboard to use them all. Um, they've had to add special new features to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3 version, just so people can actually play the game on a controller to have enough buttons. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff going on. So hopefully they can kind of help simplify that without dumbing it down. And uh, we can get some new skills and abilities for the uh, increased level cap. Uh, another really big thing is that um, they are going to be dropping PlayStation 3 support for Final Fantasy XIV. Now, up until this point, the game was cross-play on PC, PS4, and PS3. So you can play on any of those any of those platforms with anyone else. It does not matter if you're on separate platforms. Like, for example, uh, me, Dante, another friend of ours, we play on PC, but Livy plays on PlayStation 4. And that's not an issue. But they have had problems with PS3 basically holding back a lot of systems uh, within Final Fantasy, which has been a real big problem. Uh, the inventory space is one of those issues they've had to fight with because the PS3 just can't handle it. I mean, you ran into similar issues with Destiny's PS3 version where they finally said, okay, we're going to add this feature for PlayStation 4 but not PlayStation 3 because the 3 just can't handle it. Um, but we want we understand that it's a, it's, a, it's a big issue for the PlayStation 4 users. So I'm, I'm glad. I feel bad for the people that are going to be you know, losing that if you're still playing on a PlayStation 3, God help you, uh, that you'll, you'll be losing support for the game. Now, that doesn't mean you can't play anymore on what you currently have. You can still play A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Word. You just will not be able to play um, the new stuff, um, from my understanding. Uh, so, you know, chances are, if you're still playing on PlayStation 3, it's time to upgrade if you want to you know, continue on with this. Even, even if you don't, it, it makes sense. I mean, the game, the, the system is it's way too old, and it's a good time to, to upgrade, especially with the price drop coming on the PS4 um, with the release of the Neo later this year. Uh, but yeah, the there's more details coming. for the PlayStation 4 is much better than 3. Better than yes, three. that is true. The boobs jiggle in a more realistic fashion on the higher-tiered systems. <laughs> well, that's PS3 what we all care about here. That's why you gotta get a PS4 Pro. <laughs> Upgrade. 4K, 4K boobies. Yeah. 4K boobies. <laughs> Wait, wasn't uh wasn't that supposed to be released for the PSVR Final Fantasy XIV? Um, I don't believe so. They are releasing a portion of Final Fantasy XV that will have VR support, but not XIV. Okay. 
Yeah, because in, in 15, you can play, one character plays exclusively with guns, and then the main character can also play with guns. And so um, the VR is going to be the, the Prompto experience where you can play as Prompto, and he's got the, the gun. And so it's, it's, it makes more sense in, in, in that sense. You can look around, aim with your head, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's for Final Fantasy 15 and not 14. I'm not really sure if 14 would make sense. Um, it's an MMO, so it's you know third person floating in the sky. Um, you can switch to first person mode, but that it drives you nuts. Like it's, it's too hard to play the game like that. Okay, because I thought that was something they announced way like way back in September for for this. For this. For 14, I, you know, I, you could be right. Um, I haven't heard anything about that, but I'll have to check on that. We'll have to see. I, I don't know how they would implement it, but it, it could be interesting if they do something weird with it. This is the subscription one, right? Yes, it is okay. a subscription. It's $15 a month if you pay month to month. Um, it, it's a little bit less if you buy yearly or like three, six months. I mean, it's, it's yeah. standard practice. Yeah. You, know, you get a little bit of discount. Um, and it is, you know, you, you have to pay to buy the game. So I think if you want to get Heaven's Ward, which includes um, Heaven's Ward and Realm Reborn, so everything up until this point, I think it's like... 20 30 bucks it's, it's pretty cheap depending oh, on the platform oh, you're on oh. and it comes with the first month free um so you you get the first month of subscription you know hitch twice so you know i i think it's worth it um i it's definitely probably my favorite mmo up until this point they they support it really well uh they just released the the three point or yeah the 3.4 patch um a couple weeks ago and then the 3.45 patch is coming out with some additional features they kind of do this like you know major patch these little mini patches in between to add some some new features and you know it's it's well supported i mean it's 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 a pretty standard mmo in the sense that you know you you level up you get to, it's got a really good story and you get to the max level and then it kind of turns into a you know you, you do tasks every week to get you know end game currency which you spend on to get the high level gear and then you take that gear to do you know the, the high level rates and stuff like that um so it's standard in that sense but the, the quality is is really up there um i can understand why some people may not like it um it's a bit slower paced than say wow like the the skills you usually only use about one skill every three seconds. Wow, is like every second, so you're not gonna be button mashing. It's more about you know where you position your character and and what skills you use in what order because you have like a combo system and stuff like that. But yeah, if you're interested in, in giving it a shot, um, if you want to shoot me an email at pokey.draven at uh, gmail.com, I can send you a. Uh, like a friend invite sort of thing and that will give you uh, kind of an enhanced trial if you do sign up then we both get you know a benefit from that so you know it's definitely worth giving a shot there is a free trial so in that again for ps3 ps4 or pc you can give that a shot what about you Libby though i mean i know you kind of looked up some of the fan fest stuff as well what were your thoughts on it are you excited anything you're looking forward to in particular i have so much catching up to do like it actually frightens me <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, <laughs> like I'm never caught up, and they're like, "Oh, here's another one." Yeah, I mean that's that's one thing with Final Fantasy is that they give you a crap load of content. Like, unless you play it like exclusively and you play every day, like in during all of your free time, you're going to struggle to do everything in that game. So I often complain about having too much content to do because I feel like I'm missing out on stuff because there's so much you can do. Um, but it does, you know, you, you're never really bored. You can always do crafting or gathering or the raids or, you know, this cool thing called deep dungeon where you kind of, it's a different style where you start at level one, you level up really quickly through the dungeon and you get to try new skills. It's kind of like a dungeon crawler sort of thing. There's lots of options of things to do and you know, it, it's, it's pretty enjoyable, but at least they are kind um, in that when you make the jump from the end of a patch to a big expansion, um, 
the gear you start getting right away is usually a, a really big spike. So if you can get over that initial hurdle, um, and they make that pretty easy to get over that initial hurdle, you don't necessarily have to have top tier gear, excuse me, to to make that jump. They, they, they make it easier for you, so the transition isn't as jarring. And they have said that a lot of people complained about when Heaven's Ward came out, they came back to the game, but they were like, wow, there's all this story. You know, I like the story, but it's a lot of stuff to go through to get through, you know, all the subsequent patches of, of 2.0 to get to 3, because they do force you to actually complete the story to, to go to the next expansion. Um, Square said, yeah, we understand that's kind of an issue. We, we want you to enjoy the story, but we're looking at the options to help you get there faster when a new patch comes out. So, you know, you aren't spending months playing catch-up just so you can play with your friend who might be more current than you are. So hopefully when that comes out, they'll, they'll explain a little bit more when it comes to the European and the, and the Japanese uh, fan festivals coming up in the next few months here. And again, they're going to release more information. This is just the first of three. So, you know, there's probably a lot more footage and information to come. So I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a, a pretty cool expansion and I'm looking forward to it. Alrighty, so enough on that. Uh, let's talk a bit about Resident Evil 7. There's a, a little bit more information that came out. So I, I know we talked about in the past that uh, Livy and I had been playing the demo, and they've kind of been updating it periodically with new content and whatnot, and kind of giving you neat little items you can try to figure out what they mean, and then the next update comes and you realize, oh, that random finger I found actually goes on this hand of this mannequin I found in the next uh, update. So, um, False. That's pretty False. <laughs> Well, it's interesting. There were some things we missed, Livy, where you find the, the finger and you put it on the hand of the mannequin, then you find uh, when you get to the attic, there's a writing on the wall that basically says, you know, we have nothing to point towards their graves or something like that. So I'm guessing that you're intended to combine the hand and the finger together to, you know, obviously solve a puzzle in the coming update. So there is one more update coming to uh, Resident Evil 7 demo, and that's going to come out before the release. And I think it's probably going to kind of be, again, a way to, to reinvigorate information to, to get people to, to, to log in and, and try it out and kind of re-up the hype and, okay, let's go try the demo and see what's what's new. And so that's coming out uh, sometime between now and the release on January 24th, 2017. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to more of that. I think that the way that they're introducing this is really, really cleverly done. Uh, and again, it's, it's very cryptic in what they're telling you, but uh, they, they give you a little bit of information. You can, you can speculate on your own when you give it a shot. But the interesting thing is that... Uh, this game is going to be one of the the kind of premier PlayStation VR supported games, and that's actually going to be a PlayStation VR exclusive for the first 12 months. So if you want to play Resident Evil 7 on VR, you're going to have to do it on, on PS4. It's not going to be able to do it on PC or anything like that. So that is one thing going for the, the VR users on, on, on PlayStation. Now... Uh, so so what's what's going on with this is that they've actually released a couple new trailers kind of they're, they're really short little blurbs there's like a new storyline trailer that kind of shows you what's going on with you know this person who's been captured and he's kind of stuck in this Louisiana house and it's pretty gruesome i mean they they're, they're not shying away from the gore and and just how disturbing and kind of terrifying it would be and and they've kind of talked about that they're moving away from this almost superhero-esque sort of deal with uh, with like Chris Redfield and, and Leon Kennedy, they were a little ridiculous. Like Resident Evil Six kind of got crazy. It turned into this, you know, 
spin kicking superhero flipping over zombies it, it wasn't realistic and i think on this they're going to try to kind of bring it back to it's just a random guy who got caught in this really crappy situation now he's trying to get out alive and i, I think that's going to kind of bring back that sense of you know terror that you're you are vulnerable you're not going to be able to you know kick and punch and throw zombies out of the way it's like you need to run and, and hopefully find a weapon and, and stuff like that and i think that you know that's going to kind of bring the game back to zero where you, you really do feel vulnerable like you did in, in resident evil one um, and yeah, so they, they were kind of showing off some mini trailers on that. Um, some stuff with like, some phone messages, um, with this mysterious woman speaking on the phone. I'll let you speculate on who that is. I think Libby and I are, are pretty sure, pretty certain we know who it is. And I think that's pretty awesome. But, uh, um, they're showing off kind of an inventory system. The character opens up a chest and there's a shotgun and some ammo in there. And it, it kind of goes back to a Resident Evil 4 style where you have, like a weapon will take like a two by one block and you've got your inventory and you actually have to kind of rotate and try to fit it in there almost like Tetris to see, you know, what can I squeeze into my remaining space? It's not just, you know, a bag that can hold a certain amount of weight like you would see in Skyrim or something like that. So that was kind of fun because in, in like Resident Evil 4, you would actually have to you know, maybe not pick up a certain item because it wouldn't fit. You may have the squares to make it fit, but it may not fit in the kind of orientation you need. And I think that kind of add an extra little, you know, element of you know, making choices on what do you carry, is what takes up this much space. You know, the rocket launcher takes up like eight squares. Like, holy crap, that was a lot of space you had to sacrifice, and you could use that for ammunition or healing items or whatever. And I kind of like going back to that system because that was, you know, an enjoyable part that I liked about four. Yeah, it sounds exactly like the uh, um, Deus Ex inventory system, and that was, uh, I mean, that, that that felt satisfying, too. Yeah, I think it gives a, it, it was a sad departure when they were moved away from that in, in 5, and I, I'm glad that they're going back, because that's, it's a lot more fun. Like I said, it it adds a kind of an extra element of choice in, in what you're actually going to pick up and carry, and not just throw everything in the bag and you know throw the junk away when I don't need it, that sort of deal. Is this a PlayStation exclusive? It is not. It's coming out, I think, on all three platforms. But like I said, the VR is for PlayStation only for the first uh, 12 months. But they'll probably release that uh, on everything you know, following. Because Capcom said, you know, they feel that the best way to really terrify someone is to fully immerse them in it. So VR is kind of the obvious choice in that case. And I have not tried it on VR myself, but I have... You know, I've tried VR and I've tried this game separately, and yeah, I, I even on a TV, I was like, "Holy crap, this is scary!" Because um, it's very dark. Um, they they you're usually left with just a flashlight in a low light environment, so I mean, you can't even see necessarily what's on the edge of the screen. So you don't know something's there until it's in front of you, and that with VR would be even more terrifying because you know, in VR, you kind of lose some of your peripheral vision just by the nature of the screen, um, and so in this case, it actually works really well because you're forced to look straight ahead and it, it does lend itself to the style of genre so you know i, I think it's gonna be really good but yeah bait i think if you want to get out there and try the demo if you're a fan of horror um it's it's definitely worth a shot so what you're saying is though that you need to you need to stream this i i'll, I'll have to stream it and probably buy a playstation camera so you can all watch <laughs> yes! me freak the hell out on the couch because yes! i'm a pansy ass <laughs> I, I i play the outlast 2 trail uh demo i was like nope Nope, I turned it off. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, that. That one's even worse. You know, you're you're creeping around with like a video camera with night vision. So you know, <laughs> I'm sitting there and Libby's freaking out. Like, did you see that? And I'm like, what? I don't even see it. And I go around the corner and just gets to get creamed by this thing. I'm like, oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> Biomass plays. Biomass plays Dude, Resident Evil 7. Let's watch VR Pokey too. shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the good thing about the PlayStation VR is that. Um, 
the headset, you know, it does the VR, but it also has that spectator mode, which allows, you know, people sitting on the couch next to you to see um, a single image of what you are seeing, obviously, with the, the 3D dual image. So you aren't hindered by playing with people. People can actually watch what you're seeing. Um, it won't be in 3D, obviously, or VR. It'll be on the TV, but it does give that option, which is pretty solid. And I actually have heard that, surprisingly, the... That that cinematic mode where you can actually play uh, the the, the cinema where the it's it recombines the images that actually works on both the Wii U and PC. Um, yeah. Basically. What? There is yeah, some exactly. un- there is some unholy hack that you can do to get that you can output other video to the PlayStation VR. It still has to be plugged into a PS4. But you can actually like pipe the video from other consoles into a PlayStation VR. Yeah, it's just uh, like if you plug in any kind of HDMI, it should accept the signal and put you in cinematic mode. What mm-hmm, the exactly. fuck? So I could like, so I could like, That's awesome is what it is, dude. You can watch your port on a 120 inch screen. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we're just not being going real there. here. Just being <laughs> just, real. Just don't forget. Thanks, it's Janet. still, Thanks, it's still plays well, on the big screen, so Grandma can't see what you're playing. Exactly. Exactly. Right. There you go. I mean, how many technologies have, have risen and fallen because of the porn industry? I think VR is <laughs> not going to be. Yeah, any they're they're still feeling it, it from Betamax. So Sony's. Uh, Sony's <laughs> right. They're doing it differently this time around. <laughs> this time around. But yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's going to be cool. The VR is going to be neat. Um, you know, it, it's a shame that if you want to play it and you don't have the, the PlayStation VR, you, you won't be able to do that. But uh, if you want to wait a year, you know, it, it happens. That seems to be kind of the, the name of the game now that companies are moving away from exclusives for just the console. And it's more of a, if you want this particular feature or this particular item in game, you have to play it on this console. Uh, I think that they realize it's it, the, 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 the console companies cannot pay them enough to make it fiscally worthwhile to restrict the player base to just one platform over the other so i think we'll see more of this in the future these timed exclusives uh but uh yeah play uh, playstation vr with resident evil 7 it looks pretty good it looks terrifying the, the fact of being trapped in a louisiana mansion with a bunch of hicks trying to eat me is is not appealing but i will i will sacrifice myself for entertainment purposes and and you can all enjoy me freaking out so when that comes out on january 24th 2017 I really like this idea of of updating demos with uh, with uh, yeah. new content, uh, you know, each month or each week or whatever. That's really cool. Well, in Final Fantasy Fifteen, did that as well with their um, episode to Sky. They they released the demo and they got people to try it out and they gave feedback and people said, "Eh, the frame rate's kind of bad in these spots," and they kind of helped, you know, troubleshoot it. Uh, lots of feedback on the battle system, which actually uh, changed the battle system in a fairly significant way in how they did it uh, for the you know follow up update, which they said, okay, let's try this new thing. There's some new things you can do. That's you know, that's cool. Uh, and then they finally released the Platinum demo, which was kind of the definitive demo that you could give a shot. It was kind of, the, here's our finished product. This is what you should expect in the final game. And people could try that out. And so it really was like a beta in a sense, but it was more, you know, more polished, but like, okay, you know, we, we want to actually have you try the single player experience. You know, it's not for, you know, server testing or anything like that it's it's we really truly want your feedback and we're going to keep updating and see what you think along the way and i think it's a good way to get good player feedback it kind of satisfies people's thirst to try the game um and it also you know provides an interesting marketing opportunity to kind of 
reinvigorate the hype train um, in a way that is a little more transparent. It's not just screenshots. It's actually hands-on experience of what you're doing. And I think that's probably good for, for both the companies and the players alike. So I, I do hope, like you said, Bay, that this trend kind of continues um, with, with more games in the future, because I think it is a, a definitely a positive thing. Absolutely. It should become the standard, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and keep these expectations in check um because you know sometimes it gets run away and it's the fault of the players and sometimes it's the fault of uh the game company <laughs> no man's sky um so <laughs> you know we'll uh hopefully see more of that i hope ccp is listening yeah well ccp doesn't say much at all um, <laughs> <laughs> there's not much to hype but regardless uh you know when like i said when, when logically releases a cocktail napkin sketch of a map that was like two rooms people lost their minds so that's how star people are for information man, right shout out to logically uh, while we're talking about that right. for that that man is a hero yeah he he says he's constantly in fear that he said too much which i kind of <laughs> understand since everyone else won't say anything and he's he's doing his his damnness to to, to talk without saying anything that you know, he isn't legally he, allowed he to can, say but he did confirm he did confirm in a tweet that the consoles control things and that there are lifts, and that the consoles might maybe control lifts, but let's not get out of you know out of hand here. <laughs> right. Crazy things um, ahead. Oh yeah. my! Yeah, <laughs> confirm elevators, and and you can actually use them with a button. Holy smokes! The tram is working again. Working again. Chat, be realistic. <laughs> the tram's never going to work. Okay, okay. I'll temper my expectations. I, I have heard they might you know, lift up the ban on, on suicide in public areas, though. You know, that, that might be, you know, they're, they're working on that. They're going to see oh if this allows for it. But, right. Um, so, so one thing that came out that is actually uh, this, this morning came out, I think about 6 a.m., Rockstar, uh, which is, you know, the company that makes um, Gra- Grand Theft Auto and, in this case specifically, Red Dead Redemption or the, the Red Dead series in, in particular, released a tweet and changed a lot of their uh, logoing on like Twitter and their website to a very distinctive red color with a kind of a, a rustic, you know, vintage look on the Rockstar logo. Which, if you actually look at the the Red Dead Redemption um, cover art, it is the exact same red, the same style. So, no definitive information on what's going on with that, but people are speculating that it is hopefully uh, a follow up to Red Dead Redemption, which is you know they're. It's not GTA, but it is kind of a similar style where it's set in a Western and you are running around with cowboys and, and all kinds of good stuff. You know, I, I love a good Western, so I'm, I'm pretty hyped for this one. But, you know, it, it would be fantastic to, to get a follow-up on a next-gen console of a new Red Dead game. I'm, I'm really, really hyped for this one. I think that could be a lot of fun. So hopefully more information comes out soon. Um, they're obviously, you know, teasing and being assholes about it, but, you know, having fun that people – Pretty pretty certain. I mean, if you look for yourself on on Rockstar's uh, Twitter page, you can kind of see what they're going at. And um, I got it up on the Twitter feed, but yeah, it's it's the same red. It's it's definitely a Red Dead game. So looking uh, forward to that. One. I don't know, Pokey. I'm not so certain. I mean, it's uh, what? it's definitely it's definitely a red there, but uh, it's also the same kind of red as a table tennis ping pong paddle. paddle. This this uh, might be their their long long sequel to Rockstar games. Like a hybrid that's like cowboys playing table tennis. I mean, we we could go with that. I can see it working. You know, it's a new mini game that they're adding to Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> there you go. The Chinamen yeah. have taken got over New Austin. We've got, we've got duels. We've got poker, and don't forget New Austin table tennis. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Again, not much information on that, but I, I really wanted to mention that because that came out like this morning, at, like six a.m. And I saw it on on the on the Twitterverse. I was like, "Holy shit! Red Dead Redemption or Table Tennis? Either way, I am hyped." So, uh, looking forward to that. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. So, one thing that I did want to talk about uh, is that on the forums, and I thought it was an interesting topic because someone brought up a proposal. Um, his name is Talos. I will not attempt to say his last name because I will butcher it, but it is in the general discussion of the forums, and the topic is free-to-play subscription hybrid. And he kind of proposed a system that he kind of envisioned for uh, Nova in a way that would kind of improve upon what uh, we did for, for Dust. So to paraphrase kind of what he's talking about, I, I, I did try to get him on the show, but I think he, he had some technical issues and couldn't make it on. So I, I will paraphrase what he suggested, that the game is free-to-play, um, and in that case, you get a unlicensed militia merc license, and that just lets you play the game, but it restricts your access. You can't play faction warfare or planetary conquest. And, and bear in mind, this is knowing nothing about Nova. He's he's kind of staging in the context of DOS, so there is no confirmation of fact war or anything like that in, in Nova. But let's just say that the higher level stuff beyond pub matches would not be playable. Uh, with this free mercenary license. And then the level one basic license would be $1 or 1 million ISK, and it would allow players to participate in FAC War and PC for one month. Level two would be $5, it would allow FAC War PC, and it would give you $5 worth of Orum and some other items, and, and so on and so forth, up, you know, progressively larger tiers where you could pay monthly to get perks and access to, you know, FAC War or PC if, if you wanted to play the higher level content. So, I kind of wanted to go around around the table on this one and get your guys' thoughts on the concept of making a free-to-play game, but gating off uh, a section of the content that's a little higher level, the fact or PC, whatever, between a very low price, like he said, a dollar, or there's an ISK option. Um, and his his reasoning behind this was that he felt that CCP could make more money and it would prevent people from getting kind of quote-unquote a free ride where you could play. Many people played Dust for years and never paid a cent on it. I mean, that's, that wasn't uncommon that people could actually play the game for free without paying any money at all. And so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, do you think this sort of thing is a good idea, a bad idea? And, and I'll voice my opinion at the end. So we'll start with, like with Jaddick since he's, like he's grinding. So, so what don't you like about it? Uh, just the idea of walling people off to content uh, that... You, you might just kind of like dry up the well in those areas anyways. I mean, if you're not getting in that massive player base of free players into those areas, you're not going to, you might kind of stymie a lot of the, the possible events that could happen between the player base and say a PC or a faction warfare arena. And I mean, for like a new player, like faction warfare can be extremely, extremely <laughs> helpful for getting people on board into the, the corporation and that kind of the the culture of a group that whereas like a just kind of a free-for-all pvp mission that's only available to free players kind of would hurt a lot of that that corporation group camaraderie because like say i can't i can't participate with you because i gotta like fork over money i mean it would help ccp for you to do so but it's kind of like you're in like compelled to do so not that because you want to yeah, no, that's 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 good feedback. What, what do you think, Bate? Oh, you know, I, I, I've been mulling over it uh, ever since I saw the topic uh, the other day, and you know, he—I think he was talking about—you know—he used the example of you know, you pay a, either a dollar um, to have access to this content, or you pay like a, a million isk or whatever. Um, 
and you know, obviously, depending on how they uh, how ISK works um, in this game, you know, how much you get from payouts or whatever. Um, I feel like you know, for those of us who who don't have the income uh, to you know fork over you know ten dollars or or whatever, how much however much CCP decides it would cost, and you know, this being CCP, it could be fuck knows how much. Um, you know, so. If I were to, you know, participate in fa- in factional warfare, if if I wanted to, my only option, uh, um, would be or the one that would I that I probably would uh would take advantage of would be you know to pay uh with uh with in game currency, um and you know depending on how ISK works, um that that just may not be feasible for some players, um you know I'm I'm a terrible shooter player and I. Didn't make a lot of Isk and Dusk, but you know, I I I feel like I did pretty okay as a Lodgy. Um, so I, I think going back to what Jack said, you kind of wall off um, that part of the the player base that um, you know just can't um, pay money or can't pay with in-game currency. Um, I also feel like you know just restricting people to to pub matches. You know, dude. Sometimes pubs. I'm sure all of you can attest can attest to this. Pubs suck sometimes. Like you get into a <laughs> lull of you know four or five matches. Like God damn, why am I still playing this game? And so you know, you queue up for factional warfare or whatever to just to get a different uh, feel, I guess. Because obviously, the same people who were playing in pubs weren't playing in factional warfare, and the the mood was different. Um, so it was a nice uh, escape, if you will. Okay, what do you think, Zell? You know, the thing that strikes me is back back when Dust launched, do you remember the um, universal voice UVTs. UV freaking T's. And and so it just there was this divide, this clear divide between these are the these are the people who can fork over this amount of money and those who can't. And and I you couldn't the amount of people that you would converse with before they got rid of the UVT was so minimal. You never talked to anyone because, you know, sure, I had a UVT, but nobody else did. And and the thing is, is the whole point of, of the free to play market is the idea that yes, there are tons of freeloading players, but that you're making you're getting enough off the smaller portion that is paying to cover those. And and I don't and I don't think that model works if you're also treating those other players like trash. Yeah. So, Libby, what do you think? I mean, I know you didn't play Dust, you know, too much, but what what are your thoughts on on the idea of, of walling off higher level content behind a, a paywall, even if it's a it's a small amount? I think if it's done well enough. Sorry, kind of came back in the middle of your guys's uh, conversation there. Um. I, I don't know, like I said, I, I really didn't play, so I don't know what that feel for it is. Like, what what would it um, feel like if that was something that you knew was happening? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I, I think kind of like uh, like the UBT is actually a really good example of, of my sentiment towards this sort of thing. In that the UBTs, it was like two fifty, like $2.50. Like it wasn't a lot of money. I didn't really care. I didn't, it was like, yeah, it's, it's a small amount. Sure. But it pissed me off that I had to pay two fifty to talk on voice comms in a, a custom channel. Like 
it felt like, why am I paying this small amount? I mean, yeah, it's not even about the money. It's the fact that I have to pay for it that just irritated me. And when they removed it, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, they finally like, got some sense and, and moved away from it. Because it was, like, you shouldn't have to pay for basic, this is my opinion, yes. for basic yes. functions like voice chat. Like, I, I get that they were using a different third-party server, and there that was going to cost them fine. But it was still annoying that i had to play it's a free-to-play game but you can't talk in a custom room without giving us you know some pocket change like come on and there are other ways honestly to monetize the game than you know walling off a portion of your player base i mean their hearts were in the right place with ten dollar skins right they were just poorly (laughs) implemented poorly implemented yeah that's i mean i pay 10 bucks for a skin but you got to be talking like you it's know, gonna be nice as fuck. Overwatch you want, like, skins, yeah, League of Legends yeah. skins, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's in it, it, like like you guys said, it, it does it bars off the player base because there's some people that are simply not going to be willing to pay it. And yes, you could offer an ISK option, but here's the problem with that: is that where is the balancing point? Because you want it to be high enough to encourage people to pay the dollar, but not so low that or not so high that people figure I have to pay the dollar because it's simply not worth but you can totally, trying to grind it out. You can totally get all of the benefits of your war barge for free. Yeah, in 12 years when the game's been dead for mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, how many months. Like, yeah, that, 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 that's actually a really good example of that, where it's like, yes, I could get it for free or effectively free using only in-game assets, but it takes so absurdly long that it's not worth it. And you may have, you can make the Eve argument that, oh, well, you can, you know, grind out ISK for, for Plex and you can buy it from another player. Because he, he did mention that you can, you could buy this license for another player and go on like the player market. Or, or, or even if you just have the, the um, even if you just have the, the, the NPC version of it. In Eve, you have to grind so freaking hard if you're in high sec to get the billion ISK it takes to buy a Plex now. That it's like, fuck, I'm just going to pay for it. Like, it, all of your time goes into just generating ISK that you aren't even really enjoying the game anymore. And so at that point, it's like, unless you're playing in null sec or something that's not, it's outside your play style, you really can't maintain that. And, and I worry about that sort of system where it's like, you can't necessarily maintain what is necessary to do it for free. And I get that his intention is to encourage people to pay a small amount every month to get revenue for the game to help support the game i get that i actually tend to prefer subscription-based games over free ones because i don't like being nickel and dime to death it's like the ubt thing it just irritates me when it's like i've got to pay for this basic feature um and, and it does wall people off it's going to make people not be able to play with each other because one guy simply may not be able to he may not have a credit card it may be unfeasible for him to to, to get the ISK or, or the dollar. I mean, sometimes situations arise where people will get really screwed by something like this, and I'm really concerned that that's actually going to cause more problems than this is actually worth, because there are so many other ways to monetize a free-to-play game. I mean, look at League of Legends. I mean, how much money does Riot bring in every month? It is absolutely ridiculous, and most of their income is from cosmetics. I mean, I, I think almost all of it, aside from you know buying characters, so you can you know you can avoid some of the limitations of them rotating in and out. But I mean, come on, like there are so many other options. I mean, like like Zell, like what, what do you think is a good? I mean, obviously you you mentioned Overwatch's skins. Like, what are do you think is a good way to get people to encourage them to fork out money every month or on a fairly regular basis that doesn't you know gate off content? I mean, the, the cosmetics. Like, what what else do you? I mean, I, I'm, I mean, it's, 
I'm in a, a different place than a lot of people because I, I actually, I don't have nearly as much time to play games anymore, um, given how much I work. Um, but to me, like, if I can pay to get ahead in, in a game, um, it's it really doesn't bother me so much as it used to. Um, I, I've definitely bought currency for games because it would take me too long to get it otherwise. Um, so, I mean, I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine having, you know, straight up, I need currency in this game, sure. Um, it just cannot ever possibly be at a rate that you can't, that that you can't, like, if, if you don't have a full-time job, you should have more than enough time to get the currency equivalent to what someone may be buying with their extra, extraneous cash. Well, and, and see, here's the thing. It's a lot easier to make money in EVE to grind out that billion isk. It's a grind, mind you, but I feel like depending on, on what you do, it, it's a hell of a lot easier to make that money than uh, because just because there's so much to do. Um, you know, you can mine or you can station trade or this, that, and the other. Whereas in in, in Nova, I mean, it, it's a fucking shooter. There's not that much you can do, and it's going to get really boring and really just not fun to be able to grind out, you know, uh, like Pokey said, to grind out that money to be able to participate in a in a planetary conquest battle or a, or a faction warfare battle. That's so, a monetization and... Uh... Uh, the Nova, <laughs> an idea uh, I wouldn't mind really is a uh, um, a CCP Rattati voice pack. <laughs> so, so we just watch logistics suit. He goes, is his lucky? Oh lucky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of those uh, Call of Duty did a voice pack, and I think it was was it Ghosts where they had uh, Snoop Dogg. Uh, call right, out yeah. uh, some lines uh, during multiplayer matches. But yeah, CCP is really taking a big emphasis in voicing dialogue now. I mean, you see that now for Valkyrie and then the new new player experience that they're uh, revamping for Ascension. Um, that whole recruiter uh, mentor thing is being voiced. Why is that, do you think? Um, just kind of feel like more of a an instant presence and connection when you jump into the game. So now like Aura will voice um, the tool tips for you to search out and then you have uh, all of the the racial empires and then sisters of eve their missions are going to be voiced oh like the the missions you pick up from agents um the the initial recruitment agents i think they're gonna be like oh. setting you in certain parts of space and then that's when they introduce you to um what's going on and i think a lot of that has to do with the drifters so oh, the, cool all the new players are going to be like up to their like they're going to know more about the drifters than the uh the existing player base by the time it's done <laughs> I wonder if we'll see that carry over to, to Nova. I imagine so. It would make sense. I, I think it, they obviously, I'm not a lore buff by any means, but I think that from what I do know, it, it, it would be feasible and would probably be beneficial for them to link them together. Hey, let me tin floor real quick. So I'm, I'm going to bring up a, pre, a topic prematurely poking, but that position that's open at Shanghai for, was it audio engineer or something? Engineer or something? Yes. I wonder if that's got something to do with it. That is actually very astute. That, that could be true. We'll see. Or they just need I, some sweet audio effects for Gun Jack 3. Yeah, just need sweet audio effects for Gun Jack 3. Oh, don't get me started. No, it's... <laughs> pew Pew is serious business. Yeah, no, I, I think that it makes sense that 
they start to kind of push towards voice editing. I mean, that's that's kind of an industry standard at this point. I mean, I think the move from like Fallout 4, for example, moving from an entirely text-based experience to having you know the main character voicing everything, that's kind of what people are starting to expect. And I think the CCB understands that you almost need to kind of compete on that level where they come into a game. Gamers nowadays, especially the younger crowd, they don't want to read they don't want to play Zork, you know, they, they want to actually have someone verbally tell them what to do. And, and you know, we, we may be okay with that because we're used to it. But I think that is, you know, this generation is kind of growing up and getting older. They expect, you know, more of a voice acted experience. And I, I think it's good. You know, I think that it can be fun to have a experience that's you know, voice acted with a character. It's more than just reading lines of text. You can put, you know, much more, you know, emotion or inflection behind what is being said. It, it provides a better, you know, immersion experience at the very least. So I, I think it's a good thing overall, but I, I imagine it's probably to keep up with the industry in terms of, of implementing voice acting into what they can. Like obviously voice acting every single NPC mission could be quite costly, but for you know easing people into the universe with the, the introduction, you know, missions, that makes sense. You know, I think that's a reasonable way to, to implement it. It does kind of give that extra level of shine to the game when you first pop in. You could have, you know. Or, or or whoever you know do the voice acting to explain everything in detail, and I think that would actually be you know a positive overall, especially with their new campaign to get people in and try the game and and uh, you know with the, the the alpha clone system, it's you know it'll be a good thing overall for for player uh, retention in the earliest uh, you know day. But yeah, jokes aside, I think Jadik is right that there are a lot of options that you can you can sell people that are completely independent of gameplay and people will buy. I mean, hell, can you imagine they said, hey, you can now purchase things to decorate your work orders with? Yeah, that would that would generate income. I mean, the game was basically into a financial downfall and then they came out with the BPOs, which people already have, but they bought for the skins, basically. I know I did. I bought all the Quace the, the Quace suits. Quace suits uh, solely for the skin um, before they, you know, separated the skins into a separate system. But, you know, that generated income. And it was a lot of income that actually probably repelled the game to continue to be developed over the years. I think it was kind of this thing that Rotati just did, like, screw it, I'm going to release, you know, BPOs again. And it was extremely successful. So the, the, the desire to buy cosmetics is there. I think that they were overpriced, which was their big downfall. But there's, you know, suit skins, weapon skins, you know, different effects that you could put on things. There's Merc Quarters. If you had a corporate headquarters, you could do stuff with that. I mean, Warframe has a lot of options with, with you know, cosmetics and whatnot. And people buy them. You know, it's, it's very viable. And I think if you provide a, a, a good constant stream of quality cosmetics and, and voice packs or you know, HUD updates where you could have, you know, if you had like a, an Amar suit, you could put the Amar HUD on and it would like, you know, scroll, you know, scripture across the top to kind of give you that little extra, you know, it, it provides no benefit to you in game. But if you're an Amar you know, fanatic, it, it gives you something that you'd be interested in purchasing. And will people fork out a little bit every month for that? Probably if they're into that, but you're not going to get away from those freeloaders that and actually I'm not going to call them freeloaders. That's not fair. I think that if it's a free to play game, you should have the ability to play the game and enjoy it, you know, to pretty much the fullest extent by, 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 you know, playing for free, you should be encouraged to spend money. You should be going, Oh, that's really cool. I wish I could, you know, see that or have my character glow or, or whatever. But you shouldn't feel like, God, I can't actually play with my friends because I have to pay. And for a dollar, people may not care 
would it generate revenue? Yeah, but it, it really, at least in my opinion, it just pisses people off to feel nickel and dime like that. And I, I don't well, think it, it's well, not even yeah. just the amount. Think think about people who don't have a credit card or debit card to plug debit into their card. account. Right. I mean, to some people, you know, they may have to, you know, go to a parent to get them to put their credit card into, you know, just for a dollar. It's 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 just an an unnecessary burden. Well, and I had a guy that was in my corporate early on back with the UBTs, and he didn't have a credit card, and, and his situation was was such that he just he didn't have access to it. And he literally had to go to GameStop to buy a PSN card with cash so he could buy his you know two dollar UBT for the month. You know, it's that kind of stuff where it's like that's going to really turn people off. And in yeah, you might get more money out of it, but is that really what's going to be best for? the image of the game and of, of the company and, and inconveniencing people or irritating them, even the money aside or the fact that they have to grind it out. I, I just, I don't think it's a good thing. And, and I, I do wish you could have Talos on here to defend his position. Cause I don't want to sit here and bash him. And I, I do apologize you know, for that, but you know, I, I just, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I, I do hope they kind of move away from the idea of gaming people behind stuff or creating unrealistically high, barriers of entry into stuff if you want to do it for free and i i just hope they kind of avoid that and kind of go for more of the route of other games like league of legends or uh, overwatch well overwatch in the sense that they have quality dlc i don't like the loot box system i I, if i'm going to pay for something i want to know what i'm getting uh i i don't like the randomized you know purchase this and you might get the skin you want for a character you might play um but in terms of like high quality you know skins where it's like full model redo stuff like that you know that's that's good to see and i i hope that they take that route rather than getting content off you know behind paywalls however that may work with in-game currency or or in real life currency and you know with um you know the caliber i guess of social game that the dust was it would really be a big move i feel like to you know wall off that that one kid who wants to you know who has a great corp and whatever, and he's friends with everybody in there, but they all want to play Factional Warfare for the now. He's just kind of fucked and going to go play pubs alone. It's kind of mean, but whatever. But, yeah. yeah, well, it's it, it, situations like that will happen. Will it be the norm? No, but no, it, God, it's, it's, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a nick in the, in the, in the kind of the, 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 the board, you know, it, it's not going to make the game look good and it's certainly not going to make that individual feel good about the game and, and that's something you, you really want to avoid even if it may make you a couple extra bucks you know there's other ways that they could do it, and I, I do hope they explore that but yeah um and bait kind of brought this up earlier just real quick so ccp sign said on on twitter that they are hiring for an audio engineer position over in shanghai so shanghai is expanding um i'm guessing it is probably to work on nova um they, they've just released gunjack 2 or it's basically ready to go so I, I doubt it's for that so that's that's definitely good news um if you want to tinfoil a bit about that but you know sound engineer they, they could be doing voice acting who knows but uh it, it's good to see they're hiring at least that means that the studio is doing well and we can only hope that it is for the product we are all looking for who is uh, that being said what was that who i said who is ccp sign what uh, what do they do CCP Sina is, I believe, an audio engineer in, uh, in uh, for Valkyrie. Oh, okay, cool. Valkyrie, that that team is in what UK? Yeah, that would be in the UK. Yeah, it the, says, the uh, it says CCP Sign is a sound designer on Eve Valkyrie. So yeah, okay. they'd have to be in Newcastle, I assume. So yeah, makes sense. Um, anything else, guys? Before we wrap this one up for a close, 
Oh, um, the multiplayer beta for the new Call of Duty uh, came out this past week, and I haven't got to play it, but I've seen video of it. It looks uh, stupid, and nobody can find a map, which is funny. Oh, that funny. sounds like a real beta to me. <laughs> like a legit beta when they're yeah, trying to figure out if the game works. Rather than a hype beta, yeah. Yeah. It is that uh, open, or is that a close thing you had to sign up for? It is open, I believe. I assume not on PC, though. Uh, dude, I don't fucking know. Probably not. Consoles, though. They don't want to give the PC players a, a, enough time to start building their hacks. That's because nobody nobody plays Call of Duty on PC, bro. I, I think they were saying that, the, that Battlefield 1 is not even out yet, but people on PC have already hacked into what playable stuff that they have allowed well, there, on PC. Yeah, there's a... Um, I think EA did a thing where you pay X amount of money. I think it was... I don't know, I'm going to say $10. You pay $10 to play 10 hours of the game? Early? What? I think. Okay. I think. That's cute. Go ahead. And so people have paid into this and they've already hacked the game and are causing issues. I'm sure that's just the nature of PC players. That's You all ruin everything. Well, you know, PC games can be secure if they are programmed properly. <laughs> they aren't always full of hacks, but, uh, you know. It's gonna happen, and you just have to have a good good net code, and make sure you punish the shit out of people that uh, that do hack, like they have been over at Overwatch. All right, guys. Well, I think we're gonna bring this one for close. We're about the hour and fifteen minute mark here, or so so let's do some shout outs. So I'm gonna start start at the top of the list with bait this week. Soraya has been saved because he changed his name from Soraya but, from admin. But I to Soraya. have one. I have one ready to go. Okay. You know the one time, the one time I try to save you and you screw up the flow, anyways. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry. go ahead. All right, I'm gonna give my shout out to. Um, it, it, it looks like this company's called Cumbria Superheroes, and I, I guess they prov- provide um, costumed appearances for events and stuff. Because For this wonderful headline coming out of the UK, uh, man dressed as Batman chases killer clowns in Cumbria. Um there like there is there's actually somebody who dress who's been dressing up as batman who's saying he's gonna go chase the crazy clowns that have been out and about lately yes that's that's just too beautiful 2016 has as this is peak 2016 right here it doesn't get any better than this all right all right go ahead jadik shout out man uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the Biomass Podcast. Thanks for having me on. And then a uh, shout out to Scotty O'Hotty's Ghost Pepper Hot Sauce. It tastes pretty <laughs> damn good in my wine. Wait, what? Oh, Wait, what? <laughs> well, you I, put I, hot sauce well, in wine? I, yeah, yeah, red wine. It tastes really good together. Hmm. <laughs> Livy is a wine connoisseur, so she's, she's I'll, I'll conflicted at this point. There was a, a, there was a <laughs> I picked up a, a thing at a winery that i went to many many years ago it was called uh revenge of the living red and it was a habanero infused red wine so good i don't know how i feel about that that's like when i had habanero ice cream i was like this is spicy ice cream i'm very confused and scared (laughs) it was not good (laughs) it it was it was interesting but not good Uh, all right livy shout outs i want to shout out to that that habanero wine but no um my shout outs actually to the creators of Resident Evil because I had really lost hope after six and I am actually excited to go play another zombie game and for them keeping it classy because they really wanted them to make a pull my finger joke out of that finger. 
<laughs> it, it'll it'll be interesting to see how that uh, mannequin hand works out in the next update with the uh, demo. All right, bait. Shoutouts, man. Uh, Zell is spazzing out on Skype right now, so I'm going to let him do his second shoutout real quick. All right, Zell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so for all the weeks that I, I've failed to have a shoutout, I have two this week. My other shoutout is um, to the uh, uh, Podside crew. Um, I don't know if they're currently doing shows right now or not, but um, our it, people may have noticed last week our podcast sounded kind of bad, and it turns out that it was our Mumble server being awful. And uh, the Podside's Mumble is great, and that's what I'm using this week. That's what we're on. It sounds so much better, and they deserve a shout out for it. Thank you. Thank you. Since we didn't ask for permission, we're just kind of using it because yeah, we figured hey, this out yeah, like three room, seconds before the show our started. Our room was still in here. They didn't take away our channel that's true. in here. So that's true. I, I, I take that to be permission. They, they, they didn't convert our room into a den, so I guess we're allowed to come back home, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bait. Now you're up. What's up, man? Hey. Uh, so I would like to give a shout out um, to all of the uh, the city workers restoring power and the National Guard and all that, uh, all those fantastic people um, who were doing everything uh, during the hurricane. Um, I know a lot of people lost power, and I think there are still some people without power. Um, not a lot, but still some. Uh, even a week after the more than a week after the hurricane, I think uh, came through. So shout out to all those people uh, still working hard. Uh, appreciate you. Um, shout out to all the, the the Florida people, all the Florida men and women who made headlines during Hurricane. Um, it's been great to read some of the shit that was going down all across the state. Um, and yeah, I think that's all I got. All right, fantastic. So my shout out, a couple of them this week. Uh, so my shout out to Talos. Uh, again, I... I, I totally stole his topic for the, the show and unfortunately we weren't able to get him on the show and I, I didn't again i don't want to seem like we were we were bashing his idea but i just kind of want to get other people's opinion um on on their thoughts on it because i i was pretty conflicted about it as well uh so shout out to him shout out to jadik for coming on the show uh he's got a much better voice than i do so it's good to have a, a a good radio personality here with us and uh you know it's always great to have you always welcome back man and uh another shout out to hitman nico who is a Grand Theft Auto 5 modder, and he added a new grenade to Grand Theft Auto 5, which I think is actually probably the most realistic <laughs> grenade that I've ever seen. Um, and they've, they've called the grenade the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. Um, so you can chuck this cell phone at people, and it will light them on fire and explode. It is now available for GTA 5 if you that's, are on PC. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful yeah, thing. No, I, I, I had to, I had to, to just shout out because the video is absolutely hilarious. He's blowing up cars with cell phones. And, yep. um, oh, God. It's great. So, yeah, check that out. His, his name is uh, Hitman Nico. So it's H-I-T-M-A-N-N-I-K-O. And uh, he's a, a very, very funny GTA 5 modder. So shout out to him. But uh, without much further ado, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, like I said, we are lighting, streaming live on Twi uh, Twitch now. Um, I'm also trying to do some gameplay streams. I, I tend to stream a little bit later at night, so I do apologize for that. But they are being recorded. And uh, assuming the audio works out with the PS4, which is always a little sketchy, uh, you will be able to hear our voice chat, which is ridiculous and uh, usually inappropriate for children. So make sure you are, you know, not bait because we could go to jail if he listens to us. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I, I tuned into this, the Twitch stream. Uh, what was that? Early, earlier, this week, it was, earlier this week? It was, yeah, we were playing seven days. And, and that was kind of fun. I, I, I 
was making comments until uh, Pokey noticed that I was making comments. <laughs> well, because I, I, I had hidden the, the chat on my screen, so I couldn't see. I just saw him, like, every once in a while I had someone come in and kind of ping, like, oh, yeah, I like this game, whatever. And suddenly I had, like, 75 messages going, bing, 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 bing. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I, like, I go, I go like, like, hide in the cave. I'm being hunted by zombies. I hide in the cave so I can run over and switch the the the, the channel. It's fucking oh god, sell. Okay, fine. So I changed my settings and I'm 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 talking to him. You know, once I got the uh, the thing up, but yeah, he's spamming my chat. I'm like, I was just like, comment, it. comment, comment. I'm gonna keep commenting till he notices I'm here. I'm, I'm like, wow, we've gone viral. We're finally popular. We have more than random people walking by listening to what we're doing. I'm like, no, it's just sell. Okay, well, we tried. But yeah, so so we'll be streaming um, some gameplay on that. I'm going to get Bait hooked up with uh, that, that information as well so he can do some yes. streaming on Xbox. Uh, I could stream yeah, some Overwatch. So we'll, we'll, I play that. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to the Twitch sub and, and we'll, we'll, again, these are all recorded. Um, I'm not doing any set times on, on when we're actually streaming and, and you know, but uh, the recording should be up there assuming everything goes, goes fine and we've had some issues over the past few weeks with the Twitch recording, so I do apologize for that, but I think last week we were pretty good for the podcast. Uh, podcast will all be on there as well. Um, that'll be up right away because we're streaming right now. Uh, but you can also hit us up on the website, biomass.net or biomass.com for the full show notes. That's going to have all the links and everything uh, and all the awkward silences edited out. So um, that version usually comes a couple of days after uh, Zell gets that ready to go and uploaded to iTunes and the website. So either uh, Twitch at Biomass Podcast or our website, biomass.net, to listen to us. Uh, other than that, if you guys have any uh, topics you want us to cover, if you want to be coming on the show, uh, we are trying to cover a little more CCP, uh, you know, Dust, Nova News, that sort of thing. If there's any topics on the forum you want us to discuss or you want to come on and discuss, let us know. Shoot me a link. Uh, we'll try to do that every week, get something on there so we can kind of keep the, the, the Dust train rolling. I know that we kind of drift away from that uh, entirely, and it'd be good to kind of get back at least a little bit and, and talk about that sort of thing. So we'll keep that up. So let us know uh, either pokey.draven at gmail.com or uh, Soraya at biomass.net. You can reach us there or on Twitter. Um, at Pokey Draven or at OCD Trekkie, and we'll 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 get you on the show. Just let us know. But again, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you have a good night and be safe. Thanks.